You got something to drink? You got a you got coffee? You know, you get, you settled in? Coffee? Yeah, I've got my coffee here. I'm settled in. Great. Well, you know what that means. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to You Don't Know Jackie, everybody's favorite game show. I'm your host, Whoa! Six Detmar. Joining us again, Nick Cease, back on the show. Nick, how is it feel Yay! to be back? Okay, got Just it. Just incredible. Okay. Just incredible over here. Excellent. I'm so excited. That's it, man. Game over, man. Because Game I've over. studied so much, I'm going to smash this. I I'm going to show you that I really do know Jackie. Great, great. Yeah, I've, I've, uh, I listened to the last episode you put out, which was, of course, you and Alan, um, and you kind of right, just embarrassing right. the show by just doing a bunch of segments that require planning but not doing that planning. Um, and so I'm here to show you how game shows work. <laughs> you yeah. do work in advance. You study. Mm -hmm. uh, hold on. Let me let me just quote. Let me just quote. Um. Yesterday at 3.14 p.m., I'm cramming so hard, bro. And then I, blah, blah, blah. And then I have to get Bottle Crow ready. Unless I just push on my concept, which IDK, I might. 6 at 6.22 p.m. It's time for a Would You Rather, Uranium Heart, capital W-Y-R. 6. Would you rather record tonight or tomorrow night, Uranium Heart? Tomorrow night to give you more time. 6. Wonderful. Thank you. Fantastic. So you're ready to get into our game then? Let's get into the game. Like EA Sports? Oh, yeah. I'm e -E -E. Uh, this, of course, this episode of You Don't Know Jackie is brought to you by Peeps. Tis the season to be jolly. Peeps. Peeps. Uh, if you go to your local uh, convenience store, grocery store, supermarket, there's very good odds right now that you could get some Peeps at a very reasonable discount. Most uh, stores are putting them on clearance now. Um, oh. And it's because of that I will All have right. a snack for us later, but right now I would like uh. to go to Arteezy's Speakeasy. Well? I've gotten all my rage out of the patch. Now I'm just uh, trying to be happy. Because when the new patch drops and I'll like it, I'll probably be angry all the time. I need, to be, I need something to be mad at, and now that I have the patch of the enemy, So I have here a 7.5 ounce can of Peepsy. Oh no, you did it. Of Pepsi Cross it. Peeps. You succeeded. Um, so we're going to go ahead and uh, Ooh, give that the old... Strong pop. Oh, so it has a very, it has a very vanilla Coke-like uh, head to it, the, the aroma here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm -hmm. As you get closer, the vanilla-ness fades away a little bit, and you get a more concentrated, kind of deeper, almost caramely scent, which is mostly the cola, of course. Let's go ahead and take mm -hmm. a sip. Good luck. Ah, yes, I thought this might happen. Um, <laughs> so it is very much like the uh, Coke Marshmallow that is, of course, not Marshmallow the flavor, Marshmallow the artist. Not at all. collab right. with them. Um, where it has that almost buttery, like, um, a sort of artificial butter flavor to it. Right. Um, not feeling. But... I, I was going to say complimenting the cola, but I don't really think that's quite accurate. 
Yeah, I don't love this. I think it's drinkable, but I don't think it's a great combination, and I'm not getting very much peep out of it. Yeah, like, what does it taste like? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it tastes like a uh, tastes like a Pepsi with, like, mm-hmm. imagine if you added artificial butter flavoring, but it didn't separate. It actually incorporated. None of that doesn't sound good, but like no, it's not drink. Okay, no, okay. It, it would be better if it was just a Pepsi, and it would be even better if it was just a Coke. Um, but right. you know, <laughs> Pepsi. Of course, we were made aware because it was originally pushed out as a as a joke tweet by Pepsi, mm-hmm. right? Uh, one of those oh. classic like pranks that that they then made real. You know, mm-hmm. which of course takes us to our first question: If we assume that eternal envy. P- tweeting retired competitive on July 1st, 2022 at 11.56 p.m. Pacific time was inspired by a particularly bad tweet from 2022. What tweet could it have been? Is it A, the Great British Bake Off tweeting racist Mexican jokes? B, Elon Musk tweeting about meeting the Pope? C, sports writer Pat Ford mourning the loss of a, quote, great fan of horse rating racing Queen Elizabeth II? Or D, Elon Musk tweeting, comedy is now legal on Twitter. You just spoke so quickly. What? So, can you repeat the first part of the question? Sure, I did also post it in the episode notes, but if we assume that Eternal Envy tweeting retired competitive... On July 1st, 2022, at 11.56 p.m. Pacific Time, was inspired by a particularly bad tweet from 2022. What tweet could it have been? The Great British Bake Off tweeting racist (laughs) Mexican jokes. Elon Musk (laughs) tweeting about meeting the Pope. Sports writer Pat Ford mourning the loss of a, quote, great fan of horse racing, Elizabeth II. Or D, Elon Musk tweeting, comedy is now legal on Twitter. Uh... Pat, I'm going to go with what is C. Bear E.E. the Queen. You hear no more from me. Find peace, thou monster. You deserved it. I will trample your bones. Now, each question is worth five points, and we are going to give you two for this one. While this is the wrong answer, we did appreciate the use of a bumper that might have never been used again. And, no, unfortunately, and yeah. unfortunately, that tweet came in September, which is when the Queen died, is early September. Oh, I was going to so say. Could not have inspired mm-hmm. it. The Great British Baking Off. Ooh, the Great British Bake Off's Ooh. Mexican Week episode came out in October, as did Elon Musk tweeting, comedy is now legal on Twitter. In fact, earlier on the day on July 1st, Elon Musk tweeted about meeting the Pope. And that's your oh. correct answer. And it inspired, and uh, Jackie saw the light, I guess. I, right. One must assume, right? Mm-hmm. How old are oh. you, anyway? I was thinking about this recently. Are you, <laughs> you're younger than Jackie Mao, aren't you? Um, I think I'm 28. You're 28. Okay. Well, that, yeah, that would make you younger than Jackie Mao. Jackie Mao was born in 1991. Mm. Uh, this means he was eight in 1999. Judging by box office numbers, what was most likely his favorite movie that year? Is it A, Pokemon the first movie, B, Toy Story 2, C, Stuart Little, or D, Ants? Is it really called Pokemon the first movie? It was a, it was truly called Pokemon the first movie. 
It was the is first there a movie Pokemon? from Pokemon. A is there a Pokemon the second movie? Well, that would be Pokemon the movie 2000. But that that's skipping a lot of... Uh, what is Toy Story 2? That's correct. Congratulations. I figured, you know. It's, it's the Toy Story. Up to seven points now. That's amazing. Ooh. Now, of course, you know the the mechanics of you don't know Jack, right? I never, I didn't check that, but you, you know don't how know this Jack. game's played, right? Um, just for the audience at home, though. Um, I mean, you know, we ask you questions, you can screw all that jazz. Um, we're going to question three. If Jackie Mao were to sing about driving the 2022 best-selling car in Canada in the style of Easy E's "Boys in the Hood," which lyric might make it in? I pulled up in my O2 Civic, cruising down the street in my Prius, a fresh Subaru Forester Roland Kilo G, or done wrapped my F-150 rounded telephone pole. Thought I'd I had to be encumbered soon. I gotta get drunk before the day begins, before my mother starts bitching about my friends. I will say these are all modified but real lyrics. That is not the question. The question is about the car. Right, right. I I was uh, refreshing. Um, I'm going to have to go with, in Canada, a fresh Subaru Forester rolling Kilo G. Oh, I don't Nicholas. know. Poison that a perfectly what? reasonable guess and close enough to the truth because you had the right line of logic. Of course, Canada, you know, sometimes called the Northern Territory, sometimes called cold is a, a very uh, wintry place a lot of snow a lot of uh, mm-hmm. off-road environments and so the ford f-series is the most popular car in canada for quite some time now i believe since 2007 wins every year <clears throat> hey six yes they would like their penis to go doki doki. The Ford F one fifty, I think you'll find, is a truck. Yes, that's true. It's still classified as a car not for the purposes a of car. Price. You're actually not losing. I'm car. sorry, you just it's lost three true. points for it's the penalty. It's not true. It's not true. Most pop. What was it? The go, mo- ahead, the... go ahead and Google most popular, like best-selling most car in Canada in 2022 and see if that is, in fact, how I made the question, the you idiot. <laughs> Ten best-selling vehicles. Let's see. Guide auto. Where? Let's see. Okay. All right. So uh, driving.ca lists trucks here. As does this website, but all these websites are are wrong. I understand. Where can I get the actual perspective data from? Where can I get the fucking data on this? Hmm. Where could I find the? Hmm. I'm gonna have to. Hmm. I don't know where to get this data, so I will have to yield for now. That being said, I feel like as the curator. You should have done a better job. That being said, most apparently Canada is also struck struck by the truck virus. Mm-hmm. We've got the Ford F series, the Ram, mm-hmm. Chevy Silverado, GMC Sierra. Yeah, like as part of the they quote. Do quite well. Let's see. This says vehicles at least. But well, all right, all right. Know, 
Pedantry aside, I think it's time to take a little break. That was round one. How did you enjoy your round one there, Nicholas? You know, it was it was pretty good. Um, you know, it. I felt like I might have known Jackie a little bit better, you know, than I did. But I think maybe I just I need to get in his headspace here. So let me uh, let me uh, order something here from Artizi. Let's let's go ahead sure. and, uh, and let's get into it. Artur, uh, kiss me. I'm Irish. I've got a original Magners Irish soda. What? It, I just jammed myself. I looked. So I looked at uh, Canada.autonews.com just for the listener to, to paint a picture. Why Toyota Corolla beat Honda Civic as top selling car in dot 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 the Google preview. Looked down at my phone as I'm pulling up Discord, right? But mm-hmm. I'm in my DMs. And so it's listing all the people in my DMs and like a little sliver of a DM. Um, and now I'm going to the episode notes channel as I was also looking at the, uh, original Magners Irish cider, um, logo sticker here out front. Cause of course, you know, got to prove that I actually have one here. Um, I, you're not a cider fan, right? Like you, you no. either want it to go all the way to strawberry or just drink scotch. That, yeah, that's, that that's correct. That's correct. Okay. Cider isn't isn't far enough there. Magners is of of course like the Irish cider. If you're you know ordering a cider at a at an Irish bar, you'll probably get a Magners. I was going to see if I could do an Irish Skyrath Mage. You know, given that's Sweet your intent, uh, your intent that that you did a pretty good job. Nova, nice peepsy. Thank you. So I'm just smelling it out of the bottle, which probably shouldn't do. Something smells like a little bit off even about it, like hmm. a little stinky. Like it's got that that apple in there. It's like kind of a red apple, a uh, a tartar red apple, but not like a green apple. And something smells just a little bit foul in it. Let's go ahead and uh, and decant it here. There we go. think some of that uh the stench the fermentation stench or whatever this is is dissipating it's got a beautiful sort of golden color it's slightly amber but my uh i've got some warmer room going on warmer warmer lighting i need to close this google tab uh warmer lighting going on in the room right now it's it's fresh red apple with a little bit of a, of something in there, some yeast we're you know having a time. Um, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go ahead and take a picture here, and then let's uh, let's take a sip. Oh, I've uh, I put it in the the crab mug, the crab pint glass rather. Apparently, oh, nice and cold. Oh, a little bit of tartness, like definitely acid there from the cider. You could feel the bubbles; so it's quite carbonated. But it's got a sweetness there, too. It is, you know, it's not a super dry cider. It's probably on the sweeter side of life. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. always look on it. Oh, but that's just. There's a little bit of um, like apple juice there. Like, you know, apple juice box or just like an, a bottle of apple juice from the store. Sure. I understand. Sure. It's definitely yeah. got that energy. Not quite that sweet, but um there's a there's a, there's a lot at play there. You get a very strong acid hit. You can tell this like is an apple cider, but it's got some sweetness there for you as well. So just a very you know a crowd pleasing flavor. 
Um, I got this. I also I, I finished them. Uh, some Guinness. I went um, and got some Guinness, the nitro draft cans, whatever they do. Uh, Guinness in, in a can. I believe the drink is called a black and tan when you mix half Guinness with half Magners. I uh, highly yes. recommend. Really? It is, I've always uh, heard of oh, it. Yeah. It sounded fun, like a, a fun idea that would be probably mm-hmm. bad to drink was always my assumption. It's it's not even like that fun, honestly. It's just, I think it's good to drink. And I, you know, this is coming from somebody who likes the base Guinness um, and also enjoys, you know, a cider. But if you want something that's like less, hmm, I would say it adds that tartness and like freshness to to the Guinness. Mm. Like a, it, the sweetness a little bit, but it, you know, it, it cuts the sweetness of the cider. But you get the depth of flavor, perhaps, of the Guinness. I, I highly recommend. You know, I'm actually following up on a, a drink recommendation of yours for our, the second part here of our TZ Speakeasy from me. Um, I was at work today and I was putting up some price signs for new sales. And I spotted that, you know, what was going on sale was all of our smaller cans of, uh, of Red Bull. And this included Ooh. Mountain Dew, the red edition, which is the watermelon one that you've tried on here before. And, and I believe you mean Red Bull, the yes. red edition. Yes. You said I'm Mountain sorry. Dew, the red edition. Okay. Sorry. You know, listen, my mouth opens to talk. About I was drink, excited. I just say Mountain Dew on instinct. No, it is Red Bull, the red I edition. Understand. You're correct. Of course. But I was about to text you or, not, you know, send you a text based message. It would have probably been here on the <laughs> discord uh, to uh-huh. ask you to be like, I can't remember. Did you like this one? I feel like you did. But then I saw something very interesting. I saw nearby a can of Rockstar punched watermelon. So this oh, no. is, of course, a Rockstar energy drink. This is not mm-hmm. zero sugar. I made sure of that. Yes. <laughs> um, so this is another watermelon energy drink to compare side by side. Um, the summer is coming. I guess so. Ooh, so that's gonna... a strong snap. Yeah, well, the tabs for Rockstars are pretty sturdy. You can tell that one was a Rockstar because this one was the Red Bull. This grass is really sturdy shit. Don't kill you me. You can just, you know, emify it if you feel the need to. Strong watermelon smell from both. Mm-hmm. Uh, less so, I would say, though, from the Red Bull. The Red Bull a little more subdued. The nose on the Rockstar, very strong. Really carries. Um, is it mostly watermelon, or is it like a strong... Because I haven't had a base Rockstar, I don't I know. mean, I am getting I'm getting some, some notable, like, energy drink notes, I would say. Um, <laughs> but let's go ahead and uh, set them aside for the moment, because it's actually time for, uh, of course, our Dissertat. Our disord. Now, of course, everybody knows the classic "you don't know Jack" dis or dat. This is where I present you with two possibilities, and you have to rapid-fire pick one or the other. I am going to read you forth ten things read from the label here, and you're going to tell me if it is the Rockstar label or the Red Bull label. If it's if it's Red Bull, say one. If it's Rockstar, say two. Are you ready? Uh, <clears throat> oh, shit. Okay. Let's I'm ready. All right. Gorona Seed Extract. One. Wrong. Copyright 2021. Two. Correct. 110 calories. 
One. Correct. 80% vitamin B12. Two. Wrong. Contains 0% juice. Two. Correct. Has a bigger QR code on the can. Two. Correct. No, sorry. Wrong, actually. Uh, What? Fuck. Vitalizes body and mind. One. Correct. No recycling symbol. Two. Correct. 240 milligrams caffeine. Two. Correct. We're here to help. One. Incorrect. Okay, six out of ten. Shit. So that's a cool six points. Brings you up to ten points on the day so far. Good work. Good work. We can actually taste these now that our our dissert dad is complete. (laughs) Start with the Red Bull. That's not good. <laughs> hmm. So, you were the one who's been drinking all the Red Bulls. I've most—I've only ever had base Red Bull before. <laughs> really? Wow. Red Bull core is very strong. It is. Yeah. Um. You can always tell. You can tell that there's watermelon here, right? But like, if I was like, if I was chugging this and I was really thirsty and I didn't know, I might not be able to tell. Red Bull Core is very potent. I'm trying to remember when I had this, because I, again, only have them for podcasts. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember, because I've had, like, the strawberry apricot one probably, like, ten times. Right, uh, right. For our gag podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe you had it eight times, I guess, you know, I don't remember. Yeah. Well, and then I'm sure I've had it afterwards. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> for a different show. I, I feel like I did. I don't remember why. Um. Yeah, I can't remember, but I mean, it is—it's watermelon flavor, so it is hard to—it's hard to do that in a strong way without immediately becoming overpowering. I feel like, mm-hmm. like artificial watermelon is definitely you know a different—it's a flavor, but I'm a big fan. Yet, I love artificial watermelon. Yeah, and I'm let's see to, if like, Rockstar Punched gets me more of that punch I'm looking for. Yeah, get punched. Oh, interesting. Okay, that's... First of all, I like this. Um, You do get that... um, Right up front, you get the artificial watermelon. And then as it fades away, it's sort of like like water draining to reveal something in a lake. You get the flavor of guarana, which Red Bull does not have, as we noted in our dissertat, of course. Of course. Um, Guarana, a very... um, Kind of like a heavy citrus, I almost would describe it as, right? It's like okay. bright but fierce. Um, bright I but quite fierce. like the impact of Guarana. I am I am very fond of it. Of course, as a uh, as a young nerd, I grew up on balls. Balls. B-A-W-S, yes, exactly. Which was very heavily Guarana flavored, and so I have a nostalgia and affection for it. Mm-hmm. That's just you cooking. These both have their own charms. Um, I think and I probably... Rockstar's there to help too, right? So. Yeah, you know, exactly. That's always that's always com- comforting. Nice. I feel like I wouldn't get the Red Bull again just because I would just get a normal Red Bull. But um <laughs> Yeah. Like if I'm going for an energy drink for whatever reason, like I'm gonna pretend it's going to affect me. I I would get a Red Bull, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Alright, well that was fun. Maybe let's continue on to round two, shall we? Ding 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 ding. Well, 
I feel like in round two, we should really refocus in on Jackie Mao, right? This is, you don't know Jackie. Yeah, we, um, we got to get back to our roots. So let's talk about some of Jackie Mao's teams. Sure. Do you remember Bone 7? No, oh, I do remember Bone 7. Yeah, he was the offlaner from Cloud 9, especially back when Eternal Envy was on that Old Dota C9. team. Mm. Uh, whatever happened to that guy? Hey, actually, remember season seven of Bones? Whatever happened to that yeah. show? I, f I remember that season got caught short, but I don't remember why. Was it because David Boronaz wanted more money? Emily Deschanel got pregnant? Tamara Taylor went to jail? Or John Francis Daly got bored? I've never seen Bones. But I, of course, know that it... Um... It was because Tamara went to jail. Because Emily Deschanel sorry, is a fake Nick. name. Emily oh. Deschanel, the star of Bones, got pregnant. Six, what a... Oh, sorry. I, I, I just... God, I hate, I hate that I can't... I'm so sorry. I just felt it kick. Greg. I hate myself. Greg. 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 Uh, just a reminder that we are Gregnants, and I believe in September uh, we'll be expecting Greg on uh, on the show. Yeah, I guess that's true. Moving on to our next question. You know, another another classic Envy Team moment, of course, uh, was the famous pizza party. <laughs> yes. That was on Fnatic, um, where Ohio player on Fnatic, got kicked for Universe during a team pizza dinner, uh, presumably at the behest of Jackie. That's certainly what the buzz always was about the situation. We That's can all assume pepperoni pizza was on offer, but given that Fnatic is a UK-based organization, what other pizza was yes. most likely to be on the table? Is it A, Donner what? pizza, B, cheese pizza, C, margarita pizza, or D, Hawaiian pizza? Um, can I ask a clarifying question? What is Donner Pizza? Donner Pizza is, I believe, takes its name from the Donner Kebab, which is a, I would call it a very Euro-like sandwich that is G-Y-R-O, not a pronunciation of her- Eurocopter! Yes. I don't have any gyrocopter lines downloaded, I'm sorry. Um, I've never heard of that in the state. Hmm. I'm gonna go with Donner Pizza. I'm sorry, Nick. Oh. The answer we were looking for was margarita, the two most popular really? pizzas in wow. in the UK are pepperoni pizza followed by margarita pizza. Cheese, Donner, and Hawaiian sure. all do round out the top ten, however. They're all up there. Mm -hmm. Donner pizza. Have you ever like ordered a Donner pizza? I have never had the opportunity, I'm afraid. I'm so sorry. Well, I guess that takes us to our final question. Uh, do you, the last team Envy was on before he gave up on Dota professionally yep. was a recurring stack known as Sad Boys. <laughs> yes. Now, if we were to assume that the saddest of the sad boys would be the player who has been retired from Dota for the longest. Who would that be? Sahil Universe Aurora, Clinton Fear Loomis, Peter PPD Dagger, or Jackie Eternal Envy Mao? 
retired from Dota. Hmm. So it depends if they come back. I'm going to have hmm, to go with. Let's go with Sahil Universe Aurora. That's correct. Of course, Whoa! Fear and PPD both retired before him, but also both made comebacks. Yeah. Sahil never has. Fear has been doing a lot of casting recently. Yeah, yeah. I've seen him uh, hanging out with Sheever and, uh, and Sheepstick to also been doing a, a lot. <sighs> well, that is the end of our questions and, of course, the end of the opportunity for the very funny bit I had prepared. But what can you do? You see, folks, there is a mechanic in You Don't Know Jack called the screw where you can force Blimey someone else cheap. to answer. Mm -hmm. um, and, of course, in preparation for that... Huh, question four is interesting. I believe the answer is again B. I think Emily Deschanel got pregnant, and that may be why uh, that, that happened. Worth noting, John Francis Daly, who also played Sam Weir when he was a kid in Freaks and Geeks, went on to direct the Dungeons and Dragons movie that just came out. That's a little fun fact for you. But no, my answer is B for question four. Shout out to friend of the show, Alan, for recording answers to all of these questions in advance on the off chance you would think to use a screw, but you did not. A what? A screw. I just explained this mechanic like 30 seconds ago. You don't know Jack has a mechanic called the screw. It is a consumable item that is replenished every round that you can use to force another player to answer a question. I'm going to screw you. You had a really shit early game, honestly. So this is a slight nerf to bottle crowing. Oh, oh. <laughs> I don't think I've heard that one. <laughs> I think it's from a different, or maybe I made it. I think I made that one. Uh, All right. Well, okay. That's that's very exciting. Well. So, so how, how well did Alan do? Uh, well, I actually, that's a great question. I actually didn't count because I just wasn't going to give them points for anything they weren't on for. You, uh -huh. of course, have ended with 15 points, right? Because I didn't take away any points for missed questions. Mm -hmm. So right. let's go ahead and go through these questions again, since you've, you've given me this opportunity. Uh, question one, if we assume that Eternal Envy tweeting retired competitive on July 1st, 2022 at 11.56 p.m. was inspired by a particularly bad tweet from 2022, what tweet could it have been? Great British Bake Off tweeting racist Mexican jokes. Leon Musk tweeting about meeting the Pope. Sports writer Pat Forward mourning the loss of a great fan of horse racing, Queen of Elizabeth II. Elon Musk tweeting comedy is now legal on Twitter. Let's hear Alan's answer. Question one. I am going to say the answer is C. Same as you assumed it was a queen thing. Incorrect. <laughs> it was not a queen thing. N nothing but a queen thing, baby. Question two. Jackie Mao was born in 1999, which means he was eight in 1999. Judging by box office numbers, what was most likely his favorite movie of that year? Pokemon the first movie, Toy Story 2, Stuart Little, Ants. Question one. <laughs> Question two, since of course there's no uh, big now Disney franchise movies in here that started their prequel trilogy that in this list. I'm going to go with B, Toy Story 2. That's correct. Hell yeah, Five Alan. points to Alan. Look at his big sword. Uh, Question three, if Jackie Mallard is saying about driving the, 20, the 2022 best-selling car in Canada, the style of Easy Ease Boys in the Hood, what lyric might make it in? I pulled up in my O2 Civic, cruising down the street, my Prius, a fresh Subaru Forester, rolling Kilo G, done wrap my F-150 round a telephone pole. Oh, this is a fun one. I'm going to go I'm gonna go B for question three. 
B for question three. three. Um, I like the idea of Canadians being really into Priuses. I'm afraid that's incorrect, Pri-i. Alan. Pri-i. Wow. Prian. You can't have it! Well, we already heard Alan's answer to question four. Obviously, guessed the, the Emily Deschanel. Not guessed, knew, right. in fact. Get, well, um, best, as they say. Question five, we all remember the famous pizza party where Fanatic kicked Ohio for universe during a team pizza party, presumably at the behest of Jackie. We can all assume pepperoni pizza wasn't offered, but given the Fanatic as a UK-based organization, what other pizza was most likely to be on the table? Daughter pizza, cheese pizza, margarita pizza, Hawaiian pizza. Testing, testing, bop, bop, bop. Oh, you know what? I didn't clip <laughs> okay, this right. one properly. Um, they, they guessed Hawaiian. They're wrong. Well, it's nice, but it's not a beanie. And then finally, question six. If one assumes the saddest of the sad boys on his own team is the player who's been retired for the longest, who would that be? It's a heel universe Aurora, Clinton, Fear, Loomis, Peter, PPD, P- oh, I always want to call him, say his last name is Pan Dam, which is, of course, what PPD stands for is Peter Pan Dam. Right. Peter, PPD, Dagger, Jackie, Eternal, Envy, Mao. Testing, testing. Bah, bah, bah. God damn it. All right. <laughs> well, I clipped those badly. I clicked the wrong export button in Audacity. Sorry, Alan, I wasted your efforts. You did guess universe. That brings you to a total of 15 points, which miraculously, because of Nick's sarcasm and questioning me as far as the car thing, means you tie at 15 points. And alphabetically, Alan comes before Nick, so Alan is our winner. Wait. Just kidding. Luggage. We're not done here. There's one more opportunity for points. Oh shit. What's happening? Hello? Sounds like it's the dance break time! All right, Nick. No one wants to join. You're not getting any points. God damn it. Come on. <laughs> Come on. I need my fucking points. Oh, it's a real shame. I do know Jackie. I do know Jackie. But not as well as Alan, it seems like, is our consensus. <sighs> well. I heard some dogs barking in the background, and I'm like, I don't know what I was like. All right. Well, alas... The segment is not to be. It just won't happen. I'm throwing this book. This book. The stuff I had prepared. Throw it. Throw it. I did. You might not be able to hear it because it just like sort of landed on a bed. Mm-hmm. <sighs> wow. Well. You know, I, I mean, I've, I've got to do better, you know? You, you know, I think you did pretty well, but don't get a big head because you don't know Jackie. <laughs> All right. It's a wrap, everybody. Now we can just do a normal podcast. 
Well, man, I, that was that was really exciting. Let's let's go to the after party. You know. Oh wait, we may not need to. Someone might actually be volunteering. No. My hopes. I, they they've never been higher. Go go go! Screw! Oh, RP. Go go! Please please go! Please go for throne for throne! You fucking idiot! Go for the fucking throne! Holy shit! Man, shut up, man. What's your MMR? Why are you questioning me? Mick, stop spamming your soundboard and please fucking say like... hello to our guest, Dillweed89. Welcome to the show. Hello! No, Six, you, you have to... You fucked up the permissions in here, so it's really hard to allow people to speak. All right, I will temporarily make you a podcaster. Don't abuse this power, please. Do it. Do you it. should abuse be able it. to unmute now. I think you even have to do more than that. Really? Hold I mean, on, Greg hold was on, able hold to on. talk. What about now? Hello? Hello? Hello, there we go. I don't know what's going welcome on. Welcome to Bottle Crow. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. welcome to our newest no. segment. No. No. Without a bumper prepared, choose your own adventure. Yes. Oh, shit. Okay. Okay, uh, Nick, there are five points on the line. Based on what happens, it will be divided between you and Alan. Uh, Dilwe, just to give you context, for our game of You Don't Know Jackie that we just played here on the show, uh, Alan managed to pull a tie, miraculously, despite not being on the show. They are both tied at 15, and of course, in a tie, alphabetically, Alan would win. Five points here on the line, and we're going to play some Way of the Tiger Volume 1, Avenger. Let me grab the Great. book that I <laughs> threw dismissively a few minutes ago. Okay, I have it. I didn't throw it very far. So, you are a ninja. You have practiced your whole life in The Way of the Tiger, which is sort of the more martial of the arts. I'm giving you an abridged version of the opening, which takes approximately seven pages in the original because they're explaining a bunch of game mechanics. You don't need to worry about that. The dawn rays of the sun greet you as you begin preparations for the time of trial. Today you will become the youngest ever to challenge for the title of Grand Master of the Five Winds. When your foster father, Nagishi, was murdered by Yaemon, the second Grand Master stepped into his place. Now many seasons later, another one of the Grand Masters has died and the position is open once more, for there must always be five who lead the order. You've been invited to challenge for it because of your constant mastery of the Way of the Tiger. Yeah. At the appointed hour, you walk alone across the sands to the Temple of the Rock. It is a huge pillared hall built into the side of an enormous boulder of red granite brought to rest on the Isle of Tranquil Dreams by ice flows in the Age of Fireball. Snow, which carved out the great valley reaches of the far north. As you approach the temple, you see that the monks and a number of villagers have assembled to watch the combat between you and the other challenger, Gorobe, like you. Gorobe is an initiate of the Inner Circle. Uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff about him. Anyway, point is, you have to fight him. I'm going to speed this up a little bit. Now, will you use a Leaping Tiger Kick, use a Cobra Strike Punch, use a Whirlwind Throw, or Acrobatics 
to somersault to Goro Bay's side before attacking. Oh, acrobatics, of course. Okay. Returning to to number 80 number for that 80. one. Uh, you step forward to attack, but then somersault suddenly landing at Goro Bay's side as his fish, fist flails the air at the spot from which you leapt. He turns, but oh, you've oh, surprised oh. him and may find it easier to attack than if you merely no. stood before him no. trading blows. You may add That's two no, no, to no. the dice. No. When rolling for your first attack, will you use a Leaping Tiger Kick, Cobra Strike Punch, or Whirlwind Throw? Mm, we'll go with the Cobra Strike. Cobra Strike Punch. Ooh, fucking awful. Okay. You crouch as if to hey, wrestle with Goro Bay, who tenses, ready to throw his extra weight against yours, but then you jab unexpectedly towards his midriff. Goro Bay's reach is long, is and he mid-drift. is skilled at punching and blocking, though not as fast as you. Have you defeated him? We lost. There's a combat mechanic. Every time I play this, I just decide whether or not I won fights. Did you win? No. No, you did not. Okay, he is going to hit you back. Returning to 95. What the fuck? Uh. Okay, 95. Uh, Gorba has used the iron fist, punching you so hard the back of in the back of your neck that you slump to the granite floor senseless. A young village boy is pouring water onto your forehead when you regain your wits. A few of the younger acolytes murmur condolences as you rub your neck. Two monks tend to your injuries, and you may restore endurance you lost to the fight with Gorobay. An hour later, Gorobay returns from the robing chamber, and you applaud with the others as he is ordained as a Grand Master. You have lost the fight, but the game continues. Most other fights you can't lose, but that one you can. I'm going to scare you. You had a really shit early game, honestly. Okay, it's time for another summary because this part is several is is uh, two pages. Basically, oh, shitty booty. you go to rest. You have a vision of a, of a sailor named Glyvos um, who is on his way to the island. When you wake up, this is true. He shows up and he warns you that the man who killed your foster father is now planning a ceremony to chain a god and imprison them, and it is up to you to stop them. Booty! So we'll go ahead and skip to 232, see if we can find our next choice. Okay. You are sailing on a ship called the Aquamarine on your way to, to deal with this problem when you are... Attacked by pirates. Oh, uh, no. There are, uh, reavers carrying scimitars, and they are led by a nine-foot monster whose body is covered in nobbles of misgrown bone, an ogre with a large spiked hammer. The Aquamarine's crew look no match for them in battle. Will you leap into the rigging and hurl a shuriken at the ogre, or attack the ogre as it comes on board? Oh, let's throw the shuriken. Let's, let's, let's jump into the rigging. All right, 257. Your shuriken glints in the sun as it hurls towards its mark in the ogre's chest. As you leap down from the rigging, a volley of arrows is let loose from the stern of the reaver's ship. The ogre grunts with pain as the shuriken lodges in the chest. Throw one die and take the score from the huge beast's endurance. Uh... There are a bunch of arrows coming at you. Do you have arrow cutting? 
as a skill. Arrow. No, you don't? Okay. All right. 396. A lot of points on the line here. Before the deck, uh, before you reach the deck, an arrow pierces your thigh and you stumble. You pull the barbed arrow from your thresh, but your muscle is badly torn. Lose four endurance. Oof. The ogre raises its spiked hammer to smash you. Are you going to do a winged horse kick, an iron fist punch, or slide across the deck and use a dragon's tail throw? Punch kick throw. Let's do the throw. Let's do the throw. All right. Take it at 345. All right. Uh, to the surprise of the dull-witted ogre, you crouch to the deck and try to sweep its legs from under it. However, its legs are stocky and powerful, and it is huge and strong. Do you succeed in your throw? Of course. Okay, great. Uh, would you like to follow up with a punch or a kick with bonus modifiers for your success? Uh, we'll do a punch since I got shot in the leg by punch. an arrow. You know, that makes sense to me. Uh, all right. Your clenched fist audibly parts the air as you drive it toward the ogre's Damn. body. Is the ogre... Did you beat him? Or is he alive? Well, if my fist is parting there, it's like a supersonic punch, so of course. He's dead? He's dead. All right. The ogre buckles at the knees and topples backwards between the two ships. A plume of spray rises from where he plummets into the water. If you've used a shuriken, it is lost with the ogre. Looking quickly around, worry, you can see this that, one's in the booty. that the scimitar-wielding reavers are more than a match for the crew of the Aquamarine. With uh, Glavis's swordsmanship is startling, is startling. This is the guy who uh, who told you about the problem. But mm -hmm. they are slowly penning him in with a punishing sidekick. You knock a new attacker to the floor, where he lies inert. Another huge wart-faced halvork, which is just fancy Please fantasy say. speech for half-orc. Yeah. Uh, lunges at you with his cutlass. With incredible speed, you clap your hands together, trapping the blade between them inches from your face. He has time to gasp in astonishment before you smash the top of your right foot into his temple. Now, are you going to try and rescue Glavis or jump to the Reaver ship to attack the captain? Let's save Grievous. Okay, okay. You fight on, killing two more of the swarthy buccaneers, but the crew are rapidly being overpowered. Some fools are even surrendering. You are surrounded, but no one can close with you past the flashing blows of your fists and feet. Suddenly, one of them looks at you and grins. Turning your eyes to the heavens, you see the rigging collapsing on you. One of them has shinned up the mast and cut the rigging down. You can hardly move from beneath it, and a torrent of pirate bodies bears you to the ground. You are carried below. Your ninja equipment is taken from you, and you are roped to one of the Aquamarine's oars. That is where we are stopping for now. But, Dillweed, congratulations. I made it. I'm, I'm strapped to a you, pole. You have not died in any encounters, but you have taken three distinct L's. Three out of five possible L's, which gives... The, obviously, we all know Taking L's is very Jackie-like behavior. Congratulations, Nick. You get three points. Yay! Alan gets two. You win. Ah, oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you for joining us, Dillweed. We'll probably do this segment again. 
And uh, if you're the only one who responds again, then you get to be on again. But for now, we're going to have to bid you adieu. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. You too. Is there anything you want to plug for your time? Uh, not at this time. Understandable. Thank you so much again, and be well out there. Peace out. Later. That was lovely. Wasn't it just? You know what? It was so lovely. But, you know what it was a lot of? Fan fiction? You talking. That's true. What if somebody else was talking? I'm just kidding. It was so lovely. I'm going to skip fan fiction corner this week. Well, also, we have to read something else anyway, remember? I don't. We're in Carmilla these days. You're allowed to sleep in your Dota, your Dota high school when, when I forget, but... We have actually promised to read a book about vampires, a classic novel. Oh, I forgot about this completely. That's right. Okay. Uh, this is this is why I'm here. This but, is why you're here. This is why, this is why, this is why you're here. But Nick, I think it's time. I'm Gabe Newell and welcome to Ohio State. To go to Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> what's what's a time for six? I was going to say we should go to Shun Godek Satsu. We definitely should. Oh. <laughs> well, hold on. <laughs> yep, no, hit the wrong one again. Correct. Oh, fuck me. Uh... Listen, if you're overruling me and we go to this segment instead, that's fine. I mean, I hit it. That's the problem. He did. All right. Well, it's time to go to Shogun Gekumon's Quorum, which of course means we are going to raid a Digimon. <laughs> That's right. Oh, there's List a random Digimon button. All... Um, oh, yes. Okay. okay great. Uh, today we'll be talking, unfortunately, uh, about Skull Satamon. Uh, Skull Satamon is an undead Digimon pursuing strength and destruction. It fell to the dark area as a fallen angel Digimon. With its appearance, a ruin of what it once was. However, its wickedness was refined even more, so that its dark powers are unfathomable. Its digicore, concentrated with mighty powers of darkness, is the characteristic of demon species Digimon called the, quote, dark core. You know, that makes sense. So there's un- there's zombie Digimon, which are digital... Are, are Digimon's NFTs... No, they're not on the blockchain. I mean, they can go to the blockchain, but they, they there's no okay. blockchain requirement, I believe. I mean, is there a blockchain requirement for NFTs? Yes, that is what makes them NFTs. I guess that that's what makes them NF. Otherwise, they would be fungible tokens. Which, so did, spoilers, so wait, they kind of are anyway. Digimon are fungible tokens, then. Okay. They're FTs. I guess that's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um You'll never guess what Skull Satamon is based off. Uh, Skull and Satan, in terms of the etymology. Man, gosh, they just, they're just, they've got ways and ways. (laughs) They've got ways. Um, It is a virus. It has the attribute virus. Um, It's the level is ultimate. I don't know what the different levels are. Um, It has lots of prior forms. Uh, and lots of next forms. Um, Digifuse forms, if we go to the Digifuse chart. Um, 
Yeah, let's let's run this by you real quick. What do you think about the fact that ultimate is not the final stage? Yeah, hold on. Let me click this. Um... Oh no, it is. Like, what what are the stages? Well, depends on your translation. Digimon stages. Let's... <clears throat> I believe we've gone through this before, but I'm perfectly happy to do this again. It goes fresh, in-training, rookie, champion, ultimate, armor, mega, ultra. That is one of the possibilities, depending on different sources. Ultra is there. the highest? That's just kind of a letdown. Ultra is, in fact, three higher than ultimate. That's such a letdown. Like, yeah, ultimate or, like, even fresh. Like, fresh could be like, damn, you're looking fresh. I'm fresh to well, death. Well, it more means fresh, like, as in the freshly hatched yes. from the egg. Yes, from the e-egg. From the E egg. E A egg. Yeah, go on. <laughs> it's in the yolk. <laughs> you had such an energy <laughs> as if you hadn't thought of that. It just sprung forth fully formed from your throat and it just had to escape. E A egg. <laughs> so skull uh, satamon um uh -huh. i'm trying to so next form let's look at Biel, bielzelmon bees bielzelmon how this, would you say this, this it's it's bielzelmon but in japanese it's bielzebamon because it's you know bielzebub is what they're that's, doing that's that's better um, that sounds better um Beazel this is a this is a true classic design oh and i'm not even being sarcastic in digimon history this is one of those ones it's that boy what is that boy known for? Um, I believe, a, like, classically, this is from Digimon Tamers. Is that right? Is this where they tame uh, the Digimon? Maybe I'm getting mixed. Maybe I'm getting mixed up. Um, oh, wait. there Are mul are there multiple Beelzebub? Maybe. Uh, I thought there was, like, one. I've, I've never watched Digimon Tamers. However, I listened to a podcast that covered it alongside another show. And at one point, I I was my memory was that this guy shows up as an evolution to a guy who's, who's sort of around and just kind of like an, an annoying gremlin, right? Mm -hmm. He's like a fun character who's like mischievous and, and just causes trouble. But then he like evolves into this fucked up biker boy. Mm -hmm. Um, Bezomon no, is an sure. evil king Digimon. It is one of the, quote, seven great demon lords representing Venus in the sin of gluttony. Uh, none of that makes sense. Uh, while it possesses the power to preside over the many the many devil Digimon, it dares to observe a solitary existence. It is said that it could stand at the peak of the dark army. Nightmare soldiers, if it cared to. Although it is also said that there exists a demon lord Digimon which surpasses even Beelzemon. It rides on the gigantic motorcycle type machine. Motorcycle type machine. Not a motorcycle machine. Motorcycle type uh, behemoth. Uh, yeah, I was remembering correctly. It is uh, a stage in the evolution of Impmon here. Wow. In the anime. Beelzelmon's... Beelzelmon? I would say Beelzelmon. Beelzelmon. His title is Duelist of Finality. Saigyo no... Do you... Do you... Well, that would just strongest. Saigyo no... Oh, no, no, Saigo. I, I thought you said Saikyo. Yeah, Saikyo no Duyuristo. Oh, yeah. That's some very strange. I, mean, I guess you could say the last duelist. 
romanization. That. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. The last duelist. That's a good. Uh, that sounds cool. It does. I'm not sure um, what I'd use it let's, for. But. Let's keep Bizamon, but cut Skull Satamon. Are yeah, you game? I, uh, yeah. It just looks like I had some. Yeah. Poopier from a butt. <laughs> It's been a while since we had. Hey, we just did Apex Legends. Uh, did we even? We did Apex Legends for Battle Crow, the Patreon, you know, little bonus thing. Uh, did I even mention poop here from a butt? No, you didn't. Uh, famous line uh, from Lifeline. Lifeline. It's not actually. She doesn't actually say poop here from a butt, but that's no. It was a it was a, a joking line right. that I used to reference the fact that Nick kept pinging worthless things while playing his Lifeline. Yep. Well, let's go to the segment we actually meant to go to. Okay. Shall we? Yep. I'm scrolling. Where do I have these? I assumed it would be alphabetical, but I guess I'm a fool for that. You. What did you want again? Shun Godek Satsu. Was that a Hotter Haz segment, though? No. Oh, no, it's just... It's just one under Shun Godek. Come on. I'm an idiot. This is our war, Street Fighter 4. Oh, no mistake. You're basically, it's like you're playing League of Legends right now, honestly. You're just standing here and you're just pacing back and forth. So worthless. Nick, we've been playing fighting games as we want to do. We right? all want. Um... And do you want to talk about Street Fighter 4 or do you want to talk about Tekken? We always talk about Street Fighter 4. And we can do it again. That's mm-hmm. great. It's always fun to talk about. But we played some Tekken the other day and we haven't the we seventh. haven't you and I haven't done that before. Uh we have. Have we? I just it's don't just remember. been a long time. I you guys got me to download Tekken at some point over probably a few years ago and I played it for just a little little while. I definitely have a remember. I, have, I definitely have a remember. Definitely. I definitely have a memory of there being like a Tekken night and me showing up right as you left. Oh, okay, interesting. I just know that I have it. I didn't really play it that uh, essentially at all. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, we we cracked Which is it a open great last opportunity because mm-hmm. I feel like if you are a player of a lot of two D fighting games. There's a there's a lot of, of picking your brain and want to do on your, your sort of your early impressions of Tekken and how different it is, right? Right, right. It feels strange in comparison. Elaborate on that, please. Strange how? Well, so I'm also not even like a fighting game person in comparison to our friend group on uh, the uh, the history and the uh, the knowledge, the mus- muscle memory you, you folks have. Uh, I would say you're like low middle of the pack, but yeah. Right, like I I. I can do DP motions now. I can do dragon punch motions. The show you can Z motion like well, which I could not for a very long time. Um, I mean, but that's an outlier. You raging demon all the time. You oh, can sure. do some complicated inputs. Right. Net, I, I can now do those. Yeah. Uh, so I guess, you know, I play Street Fighter quite, quite often. Um, so it's very slow in comparison. Mm-hmm. Um and there just isn't the same dynamic, I guess. Well, so the fact that you block by not putting any direction in on your input is is a little odd. In Street Fighter so front games, you have to so hold strange. back in order to block. Um, Do you think it's supposed to be like a representation of the fact that like a skilled fighter will like reflexively block things? No. Okay. 
but I, I appreciate the, I appreciate you justifying it, but I guess that's true. You know, like, I, I mean, I, I can I'm not, that. I'm running it by you. I've, um, I came around on Tekken for most of my life. My opinion has been Tekken stupid bullshit. Oh, okay. Why is that? And you're, well, uh, one, I think the taking your hands off to block, I, I don't uh-huh. personally like that feature, Yeah. but also I just don't. For a long time, I didn't think it felt very good, and I think there's a lot about Tekken. One of the things that uh, outspoken director Harada, who's the series director, like, very, very loud voice who says a lot of, of things about the game and what's good about the game and what he should do, right? Um, he is very proud of saying that uh, Tekken has no tutorial because if it had that, people would not play the game as much. <laughs> Um, which I think is a fucking moronic thing to say. <laughs> and also it sort of ties into a lot of what I have historically held a grudge against Tekken for. Mm-hmm. Tekken won't teach you anything and Tekken pretends to be intuitive, right? You, if you talk to people, I don't think this take is probably as common because fighting games don't have this air of unapproachability as much as they used to, right? I can believe that. But, like, back in, like, the 360 era or the PS2 era and stuff, people would be like, oh, Tekken's the most approachable fighter. It just makes sense. There's a button for your left punch. There's a button for your right punch. And it's like, okay, (laughs) which one of those is good? (laughs) You don't know. (laughs) Like, It's not Rock'em Sock'em Robots either. Yeah. I like this. And, like... Okay, there's a button for your left punch and a button for your right punch. Why is it when I hit right punch and left kick, I throw a tiger? That's not intuitive. <laughs> That's just intuitive, you know? It's the body language. Um, and so it was this combination of, like, its reputation for being approachable while, in my mind, being one of the least approachable fighting games. Mm-hmm. I think you you nailed it. It just doesn't feel good to play hmm. in comparison. Like... Listen, so I, you know, in Street Fighter 4, I play Oni, who I think has the most special moves, right? He's, and he's the classic um, right. archetype of the, the Shoto. He's got the, the Shoryuken. He's got some fireballs that he throws across the screen and stuff. And it just mm-hmm. feels good to use the moves. That's the reason I play fighting games. Like, I don't, well, you know, like, famously, you know, me and you, famously to our friend group, maybe, uh, just play fighting games differently. Uh, we don't really get salty about winning or losing in like an actual way. Well, it's, and also because we're not often, we are not trying to win. Right? I would say um, almost never. Right. And this is a thing. I feel like we've covered this on the show before. Right, so right. I'll just do the quick pitch version of it as a reminder for anyone who didn't catch those episodes. Basically it is like a mat. You know how people make up rules on like a, a like a, like a, grade school playground it's like we're making up those rules all the time as to what winning means so right it's not fun to win to me in street fighter win like winning itself is not fun that's not really Hmm. the point i think i i think perhaps there's more me meeting nick on his space than i realized because i also i i do like winning Right. It well, is a different mindset, but like I you've seen me play like against our friend Kyrie and be try oh, hard. Yeah. Oh for sure. And like you you don't sandbag. It's not like like Six Famously just does not sandbag and like go easy on people basically. Mm-hmm. Um 
famous is, you know, it's yeah, a I term for the famous. fact that I have, I've, I have a, well, I think it is known within our friend group and some people get pretty irritated. By it. <laughs> yeah. It's more like I do enjoy winning, but I'm not trying to win. I'm just trying to press my buttons in a way that feels good. Um, mm. And then I'm like, when we play, I'm trying to make you lose. Sure. Right. Yeah. Right. Whatever that. I mean, in Tekken, that's, that's for us at least. I don't think we've gotten to a level where we can play on that level. Maybe Tekken isn't really conducive to it at all. But or maybe it is. I mean, I enjoy. It also just is very cartoony, right? Like you, the combos in Tekken. Maybe cartoon. I don't know if cartoony is the right word, but like the combos in Tekken, like you. <laughs> I, I we were playing uh, last night, right? And I kept. Using this one special move, I don't know. I kept using one button after hit, getting a hit in on six, and it just kind of bounces people up in the air. You, like, trampoline people in combos. They just naturally, like, hang in the air in a very unnatural, goofy way. And it feels like, I mean, to me, I think it feels like like you get used to Street Fighter as slapstick comedy, and then you pl- go over to Tekken, and it's like, this is not, this is on the same level of slapstick, but it's a different thing, right? There's still that mm-hmm. absurdity, but it doesn't feel like the kind of absurdity that 2D fighters play in. Right, and like, it's the absurdity of like, it's it's more understated in certain ways. So like, there's not massive particle effects all the time when you're doing your combos, except for the, the final DLC character that you were playing last night, <laughs> <laughs> which just had fucking RGB lights everywhere. But it's just like some lady in, you know, kimono, like hitting Akuma from Street Fighter 4, like this demon man in the air, like five times with the same move over and over. And that's just a mm-hmm. thing that works and does damage. Which was comical, but um, mm-hmm. but it was it's just like this just doesn't feel good, you know? Yeah, I, I have gotten to a point where for me it feels good, but it definitely took some doing right mm-hmm. it took some time and i don't know i think one of the things to me when in tekken is that there's a distinct like I, the moment i think tekken clicks for you is the moment you get a feel for the rhythm right sure because people will talk about some fighting games mostly like team fighting games like marvel versus capcom or dragon ball fighters as being games about taking turns right mm-hmm. is the way they'll refer to it is like sure. oh because you're, yeah, you're doing these moves and you have to block for so long and there's a concept of that here in tekken as well but it's not quite the same hmm. it is like because the strings are usually not as long and what a turn means is different right you have to understand that what like okay they did means. this move i have an opportunity to do this other move but maybe if they'd done this, then I would have a bigger window and I could go for something bigger. And these are all concepts that exist across fighting games, but they are entirely what Tekken is about. Mm. And that feels very different. That makes a lot of sense. I could see that. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure like I'm sure we'll keep playing and, you know, discover our own uh our own metagame and maybe, you know, some things will feel better or, or you know, feel like they make sense, you know, to me. 
on the on the you know, on a, just a quick note if there are anyone is there anyone in the in in the audience out there who is uh who has done some modding of street fighter 4 <laughs> um if you could get me a mod where when i win with hugo's meat squasher move instead of adding a v icon for my win it adds a big m i'd really like that i'd, I'd pitch in 20 bucks if somebody could do that i'll give a bounty of 20 dollars it might be the best move in any fighting game, and not in terms of being good, in terms of just, like, you take your hands off controller and lean back in your chair as Hugo picks them up and painstakingly runs the entire the length full, of the screen. full length of the screen, and then posts them up on the wall. I would love to see, you know, an M, because it's, it's like S for super, it's V for just a normal move, U for ultra, C for chip, T for time, D for draw. Man, there's a lot. And there really ought to be M. Oh, can I? I think D is for double KO, right? Yeah, what happens when there is a draw? I feel like we had that once. Is that what a double KO is? That probably counts as a double. Well, yeah, yeah, I think that is a double KO. Yeah, you're probably right. Okay, which is the same. Yep. Maybe like an M for Meat Squasher and then a different M for Masats. Or just frankly the Kanji. I just want the Kanji up there. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, the, the just ten, give him the just, heaven. Yeah, give him the ten. Take the ten. <sighs> oh. We should play some. We should play some Street Fighter after this. Um, yeah, we gotta get out of here. <laughs> I mean, you know, listen, it's been a nice long episode. Um, managed to. I. You know what? It's gonna be long enough, so I can just say I can let the listener hear this because I won't actually do this for a while now. Okay. The other possibility I was tossing around in my head is where on the map is Carmen San Diego. <laughs> You mess with the pork, you get the How horns. does that work? Well, have you seen the game show Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego? I haven't. Oh, it's a classic 90s game show. I've heard of um, it, but like, I didn't even know it was a real show. Oh, yeah, it was great. Um, it probably was. I don't know. If it, I liked it a lot, though. Yeah, that's the thing. Part of it is, of course, I would have to have soundboard for Rockapella, mm -hmm. the uh, iconic uh, on-site band who would do live acapella performances of the Carmen Sandiego theme and various things. Um, <laughs> of course. But also, of course, I would have to enlist some uh, some friends of ours to act as various criminals you would apprehend, and mm -hmm. it would be a whole thing. Mm -hmm. I'm happy to do it, but I think it needs a little a little room to breathe after our our recent game show blitz. Yeah, I mean, it, we're not we're not about games here, right? We're very serious. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We're very surely around here, so we'll let it breathe. Well, congratulations again, Nick, on winning. You don't know, Jackie. That's it for the show. Goodbye, everybody. No plugs. <laughs> <laughs>